Here it is. From deep inside your audio device of choice. Ladies and gentlemen, this program is being recorded on Friday evening. So I will have not seen Saturday's Democratic debate, much like the rest of you. But it, it did not escape my my thinking thing that uh, the kerfuffle that was raised at the end of the week between the uh, Democratic National Committee and the Bernie Sanders campaign. Now, you know, I mean, they, they I, I'm sure you saw it, right? Bernie Sanders campaign had access to the Democratic database, which included the voter database, which included the information on Hillary Clinton's voters for about 30 minutes. And uh, they fired the, the head of IT in the Bernie Sanders campaign and the Democratic Party and National Committee denied Sanders campaign access to the database temporarily over the weekend, perhaps. And I, as I say, I can't couldn't avoid having my thinking cap saying, well, in a season where even the Republicans are struggling to get oxygen in the wake of the uh, Trumpathon, might this just have been a little a little thing to get Bernie Sanders and Hillary Clinton in the news? Might. Hey, it's uh, the special Christmas edition of Hello, Welcome to the Show. The trouble started when we started to talk. My husband Joseph and me went for a walk. He saw my belly and broke out in a sweat. He said, How can you be pregnant? I ain't touched you yet. I like to think I'm not the gullible type. Don't go for male exaggeration or hype. So when I tell you this, it's gonna sound odd. But I think that I'm the portal for the Son of God. shepherd's wife gets I know where babies come from I got pets and Joseph spends all his time with the sheep but you know I'm told that's a cliche I don't remember no romantic date so now I'm thinking it was something I ate I am a virgin and that ain't no joke what you said you know I think my holy water just broke When do I get to play with the boys? Back at the stable now I'm starting to push The cattle are lowing and there's hay in my tush They give me frankincense and gold and some myrrh But you know a good old epidural's what I'd seriously prefer I couldn't make up more incredible things This is a trio of the holiest kings And I believe them because I'm told that they're wise When they say that there's a miracle just north of my thighs
Well, it's Christmas time, yes, it's come again, and my heart will break as it must again, seeing all those faces from way back when. So tonight I'll sing a silent night for you. On Christmas, everybody. I'm Harry Shearer from the Home of the Homeless. Welcome to this edition of the show. Uh, starting off there with two songs from what could be considered the uh, souvenir EP of our Christmas Without Tears charity tour that Judith Owen and I do every year about this time, including uh, tonight in Los Angeles at the Largo and this Wednesday in New Orleans at Le Petit Theater, closing off the tour this year. Anyway, the EP is also a benefit for charity. It's called Christmas Without Tears. It's for the benefit of the uh, Elton John AIDS Foundation, and it is available, along with uh, Fred Willard telling the true story of Christmas. Guaranteed. But now, ladies and gentlemen... News of the Olympic Movement. Produced by Jim Ebersall Jr., Paris 2024. Yes, it's a Parisian committee bidding to host the Games that year. Has claimed that the spectacular failure of a crowdfunding scheme to reach its target of $11 million will not affect its budget. 
and does not reflect the level of support for its bid among the French public. I Dream of the Games was the name of the project. It was an opportunity for French supporters of the bid to engage, says the president of the French National Olympic and Sports Committee, uh, at the launch of the crowdfunding attempt. As of midnight this week, uh, December 16th, the fund had raised just $687,000. The uh, Paris 2024 committee, though, claimed the scheme was not intended to help fund the bid, which has a total budget of $66 million. It was never thought of as a financing tool. The financing of the bid is in place. The public financing of the bid will remain in line with the commitments made by the public authorities. I Dream of the Games was a project launched and managed by the committee to support the bid by engaging the French public and enabling them to play an active role in the campaign and generating further awareness, said the committee. Paris 2024 is delighted by the support that has been shown for the bid by the French population in the city and across the nation. Paris 2024's social media profiles were also launched successfully with high levels of positive public engagement. Well, you don't have to pay to be on public media, sir. Paris 2024 is now progressing in its ongoing public consultation and engagement programs to ensure that our excellent public support continues to grow. And we're thrilled to see the people of France and Paris are so passionate. Okay, then. Paris 2024 weighing in. Enthusiastically, Deadline Rio de Janeiro and the first allegation of corruption linked to next year's Olympics in Rio, Epico magazine reported the construction company Carioca Engenharia allegedly bribed the Speaker of the Lower House of the Brazilian Congress in order to secure funds for a massive port regeneration project. The report, which Epico attributed to leaked documents, could cause headaches for the city of Rio and its mayor, who has said repeatedly he would deliver Olympic projects free of corruption, delays, and cost overruns. Porto Maravilla is a regeneration of Rio's downtown port area, heralded by authorities as one of the potential great legacies of the Olympic Games. Accounting for a fifth of the nearly 40 billion reals being spent on the Games, it's not supervised by the Organizing Committee of Rio 2016 because it's not an Olympic venue. Epica cited plea bargain testimony by bosses of the engineering firm who are under arrest for participating in the widespread corruption scandal centered on the state oil company Petróleo Brasileira of Petrobras. A lead investigator told Reuters last month some of the big engineering firms caught up in the Petrobras probe very probably broke laws against price-fixing and bribery on contracts to build Olympic venues. Rio City Hall did not immediately respond to requests for comment. Media is asking a lot, isn't it? Longtime Olympic power provider Agreco has pulled out of a bid to supply generators for the Games in Rio next year. According to Reuters, that deals a major blow to organizers rushing to secure an energy source for the world's largest sporting event. The temporary power contract is a vital part of Olympic preparations, guaranteeing a stable and secure energy supply for international broadcasters and the opening and closing ceremonies, as well as backup electricity for the venues themselves. The most experienced bidder pulling out on such a crucial contract is a worrying sign for Olympic organizers who are under huge pressure to cut spending as Brazil experiences its worst recession in 25 years. The government has already warned there is no money to cover any cost overruns. And a Rio de Janeiro urban planner warns that next year's Olympics will widen the gap between the wealthy and the poor. And Rio, the, an already socially stratified city, Orlando Santos Jr. of the Federal University of Rio helped research a 190-page report that cites abuses linked to the games and questions the legacy for most of Rio's 12 million residents. Rio is already very an equal city, Santos told the AP. After the games, it will be even more unfair and segregated. 
There will be more wealth in a few areas, but no improvement for most people. A Rio City spokeswoman contested the findings, but said city officials had not seen the entire report and declined to comment. So we can test the findings, but we don't comment. The report titled Rio 2016 Olympics, the Exclusion Games, suggests areas the Swiss-based IOC should monitor. The report disputes the city government's contention that most of the money for the Olympics is from private sources. It concludes 62% is government money, citing documents from the Olympic Public Authority. In the current financing structure created by the IOC, the Olympics are not good at promoting social fairness, says the report. And the city's accounting involves omission of costs directly associated with holding the Games. The report also says 22,000 families have lost their homes between 2009 and 2015 because the Olympics, it's a movement, and we all need one. Every day. Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Hitch up your reindeer uh, Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Fill every stocking you find The kids are gonna love you so uh, Leave a toy Johnny, leave a dog for Mary, leave something pretty for Donnie, and don't forget about Gary, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto, tell him James Brown sent you, <laughs> go straight to You know that I know what you will see Cause that was once me Hit it, hit it You see mothers and soul brothers Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Santa Claus, oh Lord, go straight to the ghetto. Fill every stocking you find. The kids are gonna love you so. Fill every stocking you find. You know that they need you so. I'm begging you, Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. If anyone wanna know. Tell him Hank Ballard told me so Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Never thought I'd realize I'd be singing a song With water in my eyes Santa Claus Go straight to the ghetto Don't leave nothing for me I've had my chance, you see Santa Claus, go straight to the ghetto. 
quiero Santa Claus That soul brother needs soul Santa Claus for Christmas I've got plenty of stuff I haven't got room for the things I own made up my mind enough's enough I have over 3,000 records my books alone could fill a moving van and I don't want nothing for Christmas I hope you'll understand I don't want nothing for Christmas I've got too many clothes Twenty-five sweaters and thirty ties Forty shirts, don't need more of those I can't think of any good reason I'd want more videos or DVDs No, I don't want nothing for Christmas Heed my wishes, please Take the money you'd spend on a present for me And buy a beggar for me one he'd appreciate Oh, you can stop by the house for a hug and a kiss That would be great tidings this Christmas nothing material please I'm more than happy with what I've got I'm feeling good my mind's at ease we've all become too greedy don't care what the TV says just share your wealth with the needy to have a great Christmas day to have a Christmas Day. And now, ladies and gentlemen, the apologies of the week. So sorry. Sure, there's apologies at Christmas. There are apologies at Christmas time, don't you think? Harvard College administrators apologized. No, not for the year I spent there in graduate school. No, for the creation and distribution of controversial placemats that advise students on how to discuss topics of race and diversity with family members. The administrator said that freedoms, uh, sorry, the materials failed to respect principles of academic freedom. In an email sent to undergraduates this week, Wednesday night, he's up late. Dean of Student Life, not Dean of Students, Dean of Student Life, Stephen Lazond, and Dean of Freshman Thomas Dingman wrote that while they believed the guide had well-intentioned goals, it was, quote, not effectively presented and, quote, failed to account for the many viewpoints that exist on our campus. On behalf of the Office of Student Life, we offer our sincere apologies for this situation, they wrote, acknowledging they'd received feedback on the placemats in the few days since their distribution. 
The president of the university, Drew Faust, there's a bargain, also criticized the placemats in an interview calling the initiative, quote, a really bad idea. I don't think the university should be directing people, students, staff, faculty what to say or what to think, said Faust. The placemats offered hypothetical answers to four controversial issues, including student activism on college campuses, the really recently announced title change for Harvard's Housemasters, and the possible entrance of Syrian refugees into the United States. In response to one hypothetical question, why are black students complaining? The placemat suggests that undergraduates respond by saying, quote, when I hear students expressing their experience on campus, I don't hear complaining, unquote. The Harvard Republican Club posted a parody of the placemats on their Facebook page with the heading, Holiday Placemat for Common Sense. I've printed some controversial, uh, I've printed out some convenient political opinions to have and share with your parents says the placemat. Texas, another university-based apology, Texas X's, an organization representing alumni of the University of Texas at Austin, has apologized for its criticism of inflammatory remarks, or remarks, that Justice Antonin Scalia of the U.S. Supreme Court made last week in a hearing to challenge race-conscious admissions on that UT campus. He'd provoke widespread outrage by saying that there are those who contend it does not benefit African Americans to admit them into the University of Texas where they not, do not do well as opposed to having them go to a less advanced school, a slower track school where they do well, unquote Justice Scalia. Said the, the alumni organization on Twitter, of course, although we take no position on the case, Scalia's comments today were racist and offensive. The responses from uh, some members of the Alumni Association included, You aren't legal analysts. Stick to your lane. This is way out of line. You did not speak for this member. Who's, who wrote this and how can I get him or her fired? Unquote. In a statement issued Wednesday, Antonio Garza, the alumni group's president, formally apologized for its Twitter post about the Supreme Court justice. Garza, who is a lawyer and former U.S. ambassador to Mexico, wrote, while the Texas exes have taken no position as to the merits of the case, our intention when tweeting was to support our alumni, many of whom felt insulted by Justice Scalia's line of inquiry. In our eagerness to defend our alumni, we deviated from our own standards, and for that we apologize. Cleveland Cavalier forward LeBron James apologized. This is not a university-related apology. Apologized to the wife of Australian golfer Jason Day after a courtside collision forced her out of the Quicken Loans Arena on a stretcher at the end of Thursday's win over Oklahoma City. Ellie Day was sitting front row with her PGA Championship winning husband when James dove for a loose ball with three minutes remaining. He saved the ball from going out of bounds but crushed headfirst into Day, who remained on the sideline for a few minutes while receiving medical attention. She fitted with a brace around her neck and head while being removed from the arena on a stretcher and was taken in a hospital in an ambulance. Ellie Day, I hope you're doing okay. My apologies. Hope you guys come back to another game soon. Love, LJ, tweeted LeBron James. He said he'd been told her condition was sound. Sound enough to read a tweet. And the final university-based apology of the week. The University of Iowa's new president has apologized to an employee who chastised him for saying publicly that instructors who aren't ready to teach their classes should be shot. The employee has accepted the apology. Critics on campus are calling on the president to resign in light of the incident. Bruce Harold told Lisa Gardinier, a librarian, in an email that his statement last week was an unfortunate off-the-cuff remark. Stay on the cuff, babe. 
He said he didn't mean to offend anyone or imply that he supports gun violence, according to email correspondence that Gardiner shared with the Associated Press. Frankly, he said, I used the comment in many, many forums, and this is the first time anyone has objected to it. I apologize and appreciate your calling my attention to it. He had said at a meeting of the staff council of the University of Iowa that any instructor who goes into a class without having completed a lesson plan, quote, should be shot, unquote. Didn't say he should be killed, you know, shot in the leg perhaps, graze, a, you know, shoulder wound, just a graze. Gardiner, a librarian has been, who had been critical of the hiring of Harold to begin with, took issue with the remark in an email to the president the next day. She later told Harold she appreciated his apology and calling it a teachable moment. Can we get rid of that phrase once and for all, ladies and gentlemen? Oh, this, this, my very saying that was a teachable moment. The Apologies of the Week, a copyrighted feature of this teachable broadcast.
Carers, Christmas in L.A. I dream of trees and ornaments and the crackling you log. The lights are twinkling cause they're shining through a killer smog. Those who can have hit the slopes after office party gropes, leaving us with only hopes. It's Christmas in L.A. Silicone with extra bounce Buy a pound and get an ounce It's Christmas in L.A. When I fly down from San Francisco I hear music in the air A million car alarms are caroling No one seems to care From Santa Monica, this is Le Show, and now, ladies and gentlemen, news of the warm, won't you? Get used to that uh, Southern California, Middle Eastern kind of Christmas. Surface air temperatures over the Arctic have climbed 5.2 degrees Fahrenheit since the beginning of the 20th century, more than twice the level of warming experienced elsewhere on Earth, scientists said this week in an annual report. They do this every year? How depressing. Between October last year and September this year, the average surface air temperature in the Arctic was 2.3 degrees Fahrenheit higher than the baseline average set between 1981 to 2010, the highest temperature in 115 years, according to a cold regions researcher, Jackie Richter Menji, who works for the U.S. Army Corps of Engineers. But she's not building anything, don't worry. In general, air temperatures in all seasons were above average throughout the Arctic with extensive regions exceeding 5.4 degrees Fahrenheit over the 1981-2010 baseline, she told reporters at the American Geophysical Union Conference in San Francisco, which wasn't nearly as warm. For the very first time, climate researchers from the Center for Geogenetics at the Natural History Museum of Denmark, together with a national and international team of researchers, have published in Nature their direct observations of the melting of the Greenland ice sheet 
during the last 110 years. All previous estimations have been based on computer models. Models, they're pretty. Which, although valuable, do not provide the same level of insight as direct observation. In this paper, the researchers pinpoint where the ice sheet is particularly sensitive and what controls the loss of glacier ice in Greenland. However, most importantly, the observation-based results close a gap in the estimate of global sea level budget by the International Panel uh, on Climate Change and should be taken under strong consideration for the next IPCC convention, they say. The fluctuating temperatures and their effect on the Greenland ice sheet during the 20th century is often a matter highly debated. One reason for this has been up to now the lack of direct observations of the ice sheet from all of Greenland before 1992. Changes are observed when the ice retreats and leaves an imprint on the landscape. Direct observations were derived from aerial photos. A unique set of aerial photographs recorded by the then Danish National Cadastrian Survey, which cover both the ice-free land and extends up to 100 kilometers onto the inland ice itself. The results show some areas of the Greenland ice sheet have lost considerable, considerable amounts of ice during the 20th century. The mass loss along the southwestern, southeastern and northwestern coast contributed between 53 and 83 percent of the entire mass loss for the individual periods. The mass loss from the Greenland ice sheets from year 1900 to 2010 contributes to the global sea level rise between 10 and 18 percent. The new results published in Nature significantly further understanding towards global sea level rise. Based on actual observations, they show how much ice has disappeared. Unlike previous model studies, the results show the location of lost ice. They prove that ice loss from the Greenland ice sheet has contributed to global mean sea level rise of one inch during that period, providing an important number for the latest IPCC report. It's the climate equivalent of the BP disaster in the Gulf of Mexico, the rupture of a national natural gas storage site in California that's spewing vast amounts of methane into the atmosphere and is likely to go unchecked for three months. Uh, this has been discussed in this program previously, but the breach of the Aliso Canyon natural gas storage site near Porter Ranch, for those of you who are traveling in the area, has forced the relocation of hundreds of families who complained of headaches, nosebleeds, and nausea from the rotten egg smell of the odorant added to the gas to aid in leak detection. Otherwise, you wouldn't smell the gas. It don't smell. The leak, which was detected on October 23rd, now accounts for at least a quarter of California's emissions of methane, a far more powerful climate-altering gas than carbon dioxide. The ruptured storage facility has already released well over the equivalent of 800,000 metric tons of carbon dioxide, about the same amount that would be generated by driving 160,000 cars for a year. Well, let's do that instead. Then there won't be the rotten egg smell. This is a terrible man-made disaster causing massive problems with so much methane being released, and it's going to continue at least until March, says Richard Matthews, a computer engineer who's running for political office from Porter Ranch. Methane is 80 times more powerful in carbon dioxide as a climate-altering gas in the short term. And by the way, it's all short-term until the sun dies. The California breach has caused no serious injury so far, but it's having a marked global warming effect, according to campaign groups. Melissa Bailey, a spokesman for the gas company, said it could take three or four months to plug a leak. This is a very unique leak, she said. All of our attempts to kill the well haven't worked. Sound familiar, BP? Yep. She said crews have made six attempts to stop the release of methane by pumping fluid into the storage well, 
which extends down 8,500 feet. She says a relief well is assured of success, but plugging it, the well won't be quick. It essentially involves steering a tool to find a 7-inch pipe more than 1,000 feet away, thousands of feet below ground. So let's not dig so deep next time for gas. News of the Warm, ladies and gentlemen, a copyrighted feature of this broadcast. Christmas Day is gonna be incredible. The food will be great. You've never had it so edible. The gifts will be Best in the world All the experts agree Best of all Instead of Santa Claus It's a big fat bearded me It's the best 
holiday season there's ever, ever been. Like you're at one of my casinos, and all you can do is win. Full of trimmings that you may not believe. Like a hen or tom turkey, mm -mm, that's extra plump. Sure, it's great to give, but even more amazing to receive. It's gonna be Christmas a la Trump. Last Christmas Day was a disaster. This one will be better, and it will go faster. You're gonna have the most beautiful tree, big and tall and old. Forget those silver ornaments, these will all be gold. This is gonna make New Year's look very Chinese They're gonna be jeweled chandeliers They may even be a trapeze You're gonna absolutely love this day I'll take great care of the women and the men Mexicans are killing us but no way Jose we're gonna make Christmas great again great again again and again and again the to show picture ID the reindeer got special screening the gifts were all x-rayed then thrown away despite Santa's intervening a 14 year old got a new bar of soap shoved through the slot in his door somebody's driver Got a coupon from Saks And a gift card for lawyers To get him some more The seagulls were filling A light blue sky While drones and choppers Flew lazily by The Cuban sun Shone so brightly that day When Santa Claus came To Guantanamo Bay Guantanamo Bay The old man with dementia was overjoyed He opened his empty box first The guards had removed ribbon and wrap the worst of the worst They 
of alarms. The party was running 12 hours late on its scheduled departure for Midwestern farms. Castro was having a fortified drink, not really knowing what he should think or what he should take. Several hours to say when Santa Claus came to Guantanamo Bay. To Guantanamo Bay. environment greeted the crew it had to make Santa so proud that on this one night heavy metal was gone it was carols being played way too loud jolly old fella brought a message of light gifts are mightier than sword but he couldn't resist while he was there for the night Putting some elves on the waterboard The seagulls were filling a light blue sky While drones and choppers flew lazily by The Cuban sun shone so brightly that day When Santa Claus came to Guantanamo Bay To Guantanamo Bay To Guantanamo Bay Our friend Addie the Atom is uh, hanging on the tree as a decoration. Not happy about it, but... Still spinning. Anyway, here's news of the atom. The injection of water to cool one of the reactors that suffered meltdowns at Fook was delayed, you see, because the rubber parts in valves used to reduce the pressure in the reactor had possibly melted, according to TEPCO. The component that may have melted is part of a device used to open the so-called safety relief valve. That sounds reassuring. When steam building up inside the reactor pressure vessel needs to be released in an emergency unless the rubber melts. In which case, (laughs) TEPCO had been able to explain why workers faced difficulty opening the safety relief valves of the number two reactor. But the company now says one of the reasons may have been because the component melted and was not able to function properly. Because it was rubber. And it was hot, and it melted. The temperature limit for the component was about 170 degrees Celsius. TEPCO found it was able to withstand that level of temperature for only several hours, so it wasn't really the limit when you stop to think about it, which they have plenty of time to do now. Clean, cheap, safe, too safe to meter, our friend the end.
That last uh, piece of music, so-called, is also from the Christmas Without Tears EP. 
Again, all proceeds go to the Elton John AIDS Foundation. It's available from iTunes, if it works. Tim Cook is working on that. And that concludes this week's edition of the show. The program returns next week at the same time with the Year in Rebuke over these same stations. Over NPR worldwide throughout Europe, you send 440 cable system in Japan around the world through the facilities of the American Forces Network up and down the east coast of North America by the shortwave giant WBCQ, the planet. On the Mighty 104 in Berlin on Soho Radio in London. Around the world via the internet at two different locations, live and archived whenever you want it. HarryShearer.com and KCSN.org. Available for your smartphone at Stitcher.com and available as a free podcast. Free at SoundCloud, Sideshow Network, iTunes, TuneIn Radio, and WWNO.org. And it'd be just like not using rubber next time on the valve, on the, pre- on the safety relief valve, if you would agree to join with me then. Would you already? Thank you very much. Uh-huh. Tip of the show, shop out of the San Diego, Pittsburgh, Chicago, and exile in Hawaii desks. Thanks, as always, to Pam Halstead and to Jenny Lawson at WWNO New Orleans for help with today's broadcast. The email address for this program, a playlist of the music heard here on, and your chance, last minute, though it be, to get Cars I Talk t-shirts in time for the holiday, maybe. Some holiday. Maybe Flag Day. All of that at harryshare.com. And me? Yes, I'm on Twitter at the Harry Shearer. The show comes to you from Century of Progress Productions and originates through the facilities of WWNO New Orleans, flagship station of the Change is Easy radio network. So long and happy holidays. Yes, the war on Christmas continues from the home of the homeless. <laughs>